we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. You were reintroduced to us last week with New York, and we are back once again to talk about all the new things. This is post-Tinsley. Officially, she has gone from the season, so New York is entering a new phase now. Armin, what did you think of last night's episode? It was great, and I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with 50 of our closest friends. <laughs> We're on a giant Zoom call. The closest. closest. Of our closest. Yeah, 50 of our closest. We have more close friends, but 50 but, super close friends. Yeah, there's a, there's a tier. It's like it's about 75 in like the best friend category, and then it only increases by hundreds of thousands beyond that. Speak for yourself. Ramona. I have 80 best friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, Ramona. You just don't have <laughs> as many best friends as me. Um. Ramona being a friend in general has been, I think, the theme of this season, Armin. And the theme of Roni. It's been the theme of Roni, let's be real. The way it's Ramona does friendships season. is definitely one of the common uh, through lines of this whole series, the way she treats everyone like shit. Let's be honest. Um, but it's really coming, I think, we get this every couple seasons, I know we do, but it always comes to light and it gets brought to a head with one of her closest friends. And then, And this time it seems to be Elise that's kind of fueling this fire which we don't see as much of the com- we, we we did see it in this episode but we didn't see a lot of the confrontation that was kind of fueling this fire it seems like this was like a lot of like background stuff personally between Elise and Ramona and it seems like Ramona's trying to pull this we'll get into this but it seems like Ramona's trying to pull this away from the cameras in general and keep this private with even when they're on their one-on-one she's like we should have this conversation in private we should have it in private and then he's like no let's have it right here like but Leah totally I, I, nailed it Ramona wants to do it one-on-one because she's a gaslighter. And yes. if other people are there to witness it, then they could call her out on all her lies. I mean, So she wants it to be one-on-one because it's harder, obviously, when it's one-on-one to be like, no, you're not telling the truth. When Ramona is going to be super defiant and say, I am telling the truth. This is the truth. See, I'm Ramona. And that's the thing. It's, manipulation is hard when mm. you have to ma- manipulate more than one person. Like if it's one-on-one, it's very easy. I feel like easy. you're talking from experience. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying um, Ramona from experience. Of, no, I'm, I mean, it's it's a thing like to be able to persuade someone when you're persuading one person one on one. It's a lot easier to do than if you're trying to persuade a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Oh, that makes so, logical sense. I mean, there's just more yeah. variables. There's more minds to persuade. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and people know the truth. And Ramona is literally just trying to pull the wool over everyone's head constantly. And it's like we can see what's going on. We see we even see flashbacks we see the edited version even if the women don't see it themselves they will before the reunion but yeah i love the montage of ramona getting into shit in front of other people after she says to elise that she doesn't like to get into shit in front of other people that's why she likes the one-on-ones and it's like that is the most obvious lie i love the wow wow the, the wow, Abiza so Ray moment. Abiza Ray. We, we love gay Ray. We didn't see Abiza Ray, but that is one of my favorite parties where Ramona lays into Dorinda and John, and she has Abiza Ray as her wingman, and yeah. it is bad shit. Yeah, Ramona's always gotten into major, major scuffles in big crowds. That's nothing new. Um, 
we will get more into this Ramona fight, but let's start, let's start at the new Berkshires. Cause I want to talk about Dorinda's upgrades to the Berkshires house. Cause we have seen the Berkshires for seasons now. Ramona always goes all out decorating. This year was no different, but not only was she decorating the house, we also were seeing her updated house because it flooded. So the reason they didn't go last season, I believe, was because the water, as she was saying, was like all the way up through the basement and she lost all of... They did They did um, go last season. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, then it happened right after, didn't it? It happened over the summer? It when happened it before this season. But if <laughs> if you remember, last season was the whole shark room controversy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How can I Which forget? was which referenced in this episode brilliantly. Which was referenced, yes. Dorinda... Uh, with the shark in the bed um and i like I, that lou you know lou has a heel turn at the end of this episode oh my god um but i like that right oh wow we'll get into that but i like that lou um took that well you know historically I, lou would have been offended by that i mean i was getting nervous of her getting into the bed with the shark just because as we know that like dorinda was like so nervous about them touching any of them because they were very expensive if you if you forgot she's like these are expensive pieces like she came on Watch What Happens Live too. But I did enjoy that she could like laugh about it now. And she's not like, this brings me trauma of my one of my worst mornings after <laughs> drinking. Like with water, water. Like, come on, Luann. It's good. So it's good to see her have so much growth. She will laugh at herself a little bit more. Regardless, she dresses like, I, I don't even know. The sweet sequence came out yesterday. But like, that's beside the fact. Like, I don't understand who dresses Luann or what, what it's, oh God, a Midwest girl in the big city, I guess is all you can say. When they were shopping uh, and it was Lou, Ramona and Leah, Lou was, I thought playing the housewives game really well. We always like to talk about the housewives game, right? I actually said to Camille, I was like, this is reminding me a lot of Lou season six. Lou is just cool. She's calm. She's, she is kind of chill. Right. Until the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. When she goes full diva, Ramona, like, I do pay you. Like, okay, berserk, we'll get into that. The Berserkshires really brings it out of them. But <sighs> but it's funny because up until the end of this episode, I thought she was having a uh, season reminiscent of season six. No. And I, I mean, I was loving the moment where Ramona is like talking with them. And you see Luann like rolling her eyes and like really like fueling the conversation. But I was enjoying Leah. As, like, obviously a Housewives fan listening to Ramona, like, have this conversation with Luann and just laughing out loud and trying to, like, stifle her laughter this entire time being like, this woman is crazy. Like, Ramona is crazy. But I did like how Ramona understands that Dorinda is going through something and maybe, like, that outburst wasn't as malignant as it seemed. Ramona just has such a terrible way of putting things because she was like... Dorinda's just mad at Richard. She's mad at Richard yeah. because he left too early. And it's like, are you blaming Richard? Yeah. it's It came off weird. And, and that's the thing is I don't think she's blaming Richard. I think she's right. What she's trying to say is right is that she's finally coming to the terms that Richard isn't coming back. She, you know what I mean? Like, it, And we've seen this for a couple seasons. Even when she's been with John, she's been really struggling with this whole, I guess, dichotomy, like, dichotomy of this live man who just isn't matching up to what she could believe she needs in her life which is john and then she has this man who's dead who is everything she could have imagined and more and it's like having had that and now having this and like feeling like she needs to it's it's hard because it feels like she was trying to 
fill a void and fill a gap. And John wasn't that. And she fed herself that life for a very long time. And, and now she's realizing now that she's removed from John, that that wasn't the cure all end all for her, I guess, you know, her trauma and her sadness in relation to, and her grief in relation to Richard. And I feel like she has been a little bit, not herself. I mean, you knew at the beginning of the season, I was like, I'm done with Dorinda. I'm done. But now looking into it more, I do kind of understand where she's coming from. And obviously the moment with Hannah really made me just like, really be like, okay, I need to be a little bit nicer to Dorinda. (laughs) You know, what was super telling was the moment at the Berkshires when Dorinda was talking about how all of Richard's stuff got ruined in the flooding. And for the very first time since his death, she had to go through all that stuff. And it was like, oh, so because she says like when he died, she just put it all in the basement and just Mm -hmm. left it there. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, you know, nine years later, eight years later, she's having to go through his stuff and and finally get rid of it. And I think that brought a whole wave of emotions. And I think that's what was kind of underneath the surface this whole time. No, and I, I 100%, because she was saying, like, she had to go through stuff, but then some of the stuff, they just had to haul away and throw away. So some of the stuff, she didn't even get to go through, which I think... It's a huge loss. Probably even, it, it's a huge loss, but I also feel like maybe that was even more so healing, because it's not having you sit with memories, it's having to realize those physical material things at the end don't matter, because they're gone. All I have is his presence, his memory, his, you know... Like, you know, I always think there's something still there in, like, the spirit Absolutely. of it all. No, it's healing for sure, but it's a rocky road to the healing. To, yeah, it's, especially it's, it's that moment band-aid. where it's like, it's yes, and is exactly what losing it is. the stuff is the ripping where it's like, oh, this hurts, and then it's better. And then it's better, yes. But I think in the beginning of the season, when she was dealing with all that, and none of it was being said, right? Yeah. What was really happening was she was dealing with, you know, not only the the physical of the house being ruined and all the headache of construction. I mean, that stuff is materialistic and she has, yeah. you know, more than enough money for that not to be that impactful uh, to her day-to-day life. Um, the emotional impact, though, of having to go through Richard's stuff, of having to just get rid of a bunch of his stuff, I don't think they mentioned that. Uh, they did not mention that at all. So they yeah, that was a big telling moment in this episode for sure. And that and that's kind of and that's kind of where I'm getting at is I feel like first of all this episode was a very I think appealing moment for me and Dorinda. I'm going to say that as a viewer, it was a healing moment for me and Dorinda because I, I definitely was anti Dorinda up until now because you know she oh, was I'm very mean so to I'm so glad I stuck with Dorinda this whole time. I'm ready you know again. What? <laughs> Whatever, whatever with a big W capitalized and perioded. Uh, um, always got to stick by Dorinda. I what mean, are you doing here without Dorinda? Um, let, okay, let's get to, speaking of Dorinda, let's get into the, uh, the, the, the Ramona Elise situation and then everyone else in the other room and then how this turned into, and then when they made up, and then how this turned into then Sonia versus Luann and how that blew up. Because Berkshire's, like you said, it is a lot going on in a little bit of time. And of course, it ends with the DB to be continued, as all Berkshire's episodes do. Eddie, what is it about the Berkshire's that brings I, out the Berserkshire's? Like, do we have to go there just to feel the energy? 
No, I, okay, so I'm going to be 100% honest. This is what I feel like it is. It's like Berkshires is where it, it removes them from the city and it forces them to all be together in like a space. And sometimes when you're on vacation, it's easy to kind of like do X, Y, and Z and like go on a trip or we're going to go shopping or we're going to split up and some people are going to go to the pool. With the Berkshires, the women are forced to be together all the time. And it's also Dorinda's like birthday. So they're forced to like, you know, it's, it's, it's first of all, the situation in the that they're in. And then I feel like, you know, when the first couple things happen at Berkshires, it kind of gives the women now, it has this unspoken kind of vibe of like, this is where you can bring all the shit to light. Like if you need to, if you need to say it, you can say it at the Berkshires and it will be hashed out and it will, it, it will come to a head and everyone will talk about it. Bring yourself Everyone's and here. your baggage. Bring yourself and your baggage and your, and your baggage as Ramona did and just drop it in the foyer and just say, Hey, I hope you don't mind. I need a little scarf. Oh, you know what Ramona was doing right there, right? Asserting her, her, her power. She was trying to manipulate Dorinda to move her suitcase for her. Yeah. She needed someone to help her, which is what exactly. I loved when she, I loved when she, uh, Dorinda was telling her, um, like house attendant or person. Um, I forgot her name. Yeah. Her uh, housekeeper, right. Her housekeeper. She was, um, she was like, okay, so pretend I'm Ramona. Hello. I'd like a Pinot Noir. And she's like, yes, Miss Ramona. And she's like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> she's like, okay. This is not a hotel, Miss Ramona. If you would like to get anything, the kitchen is downstairs. I was like, perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah, because me. Ramona's always the worst with that stuff. She's like, can you unpack for me? Can you do this? Oh. And then I don't think she tips. And it's and between, just awful. Between Ramona demanding and Sonia flirting, I would hate to be a, a, like a bellboy for the two of them. It would be a nightmare. Okay, but you're lying because I think you would love it. No, it would I think you of all people would love it. Yeah. And personally, I would be like, yes, yeah. whatever you need. Um, I also was dying. This is just a side note. Um, I don't know if this was said on Watch What Happens Live or if it was said on this episode, but Sonia was talking about how drunk she got for the Halloween party. And she's like, I, I, I realized I wasn't at one of my gay parties. I realized I was at the other party. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that's Dorinda. No, that was, Sonia. Like, that was in the episode. That was in the episode. Okay. Yeah. I, I mixed it up. Also, the Watch What Happens Live last night with Sonia and Sarah Paulson is a much must watch. It was great. I heard Sarah it was Paulson good. Talk- it was it was great. Wait, Sarah is, Paulson. Is Sonia living with Dorinda? She's living at Dorinda's house. So Dorinda's in That's so awesome. the Berkshires. Sonia's living at Dorinda's house because Sonia's apartment is being leased right now. Her townhouse is being rented out. Okay. So, uh petition to have a reality show filmed at their house. Just have them film it or something or just have them set up cameras in the corners of each room. It, they're at Bluestone Manor, I'm assuming, right? No, no, no. So, no. Dorinda, or sorry, Sonia's in Dorinda's place in New York and uh, Dorinda's in the Berkshires. So they're separate. Darn. But she's just, staying, she's just staying at Dorinda's place right now. Oh, they should be roomies right now and that should I be know. a reality show. It would be great. I'm sure. Dorinda I, and Sonia take the Berkshires. Boom. That's the show. Run with it. Bravo, I'm giving this to you for free. Have Sonia live with Dorinda right now. Just have them set up cameras in the corner of each room like Summer House. Boom. Go. Perfect. Just make every Housewife show Summer House. <laughs> At least during the coronavirus pandemic, right? When they can't have right. crews in there? Yeah. Just put just put your cameras in and call it a day. Just call it Real World 2.0. Yeah, just raw, raw and gritty. I would raw love this. Raw and gritty. Oh, my God. You know, you would just see Sonia literally like... <laughs> in her most downtrodden 
manicuring her body and her face in the weirdest ways. I'm sure there'd be a lot of her sleeping with biscuits on her chest. No, they would be getting wasted and they'd, they'd be dancing and oh, it would be fun. Um, let's So let's get into this fight between Elise and Ramona because that's what kind of starts the fights in the house in the Berkshires. And then we'll jump into the Luann and Sonia fight, which ended the episode, but did not, that was not resolved. Um, with Elise and Ramona, it's basically Ramona and followed Elise on Instagram or Twitter or something. One of the social media sites. Um, and also when Elise went to go meet Ramona at Omar's, Ramona's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sitting with my friends. You can't sit at my table. You can't sit with us, all the mean girls. Um, which, which is so Ramona. Like, I get it. My feelings would be hurt too. But like, you have to understand that comes with the territory when you're friends with Ramona. That like, she could move to table 61 when you both are supposed to be at table 62 at a blink of an eye. But like, uh, it, it's just the Ramona way. Um, but Ramona, like you said earlier the way that Ramona is trying to manipulate the situation to go one-on-one so that she can try to like you said gaslight and change Elisa's point of view is it it's she's done it too many times at this point that it like it's it's such an egg in her face it's backfiring supremely bad this time you know what I mean it's like the women are finally being like enough is enough Ramona but I feel like we see this we've seen this before and it doesn't go anywhere but like for some reason this feels greater than it was I don't know. Maybe it's because Elise was brought in. But even in this instance, Dorinda gets in on it. They all get in on it. They're all calling Ramona out. Sonia gets some shots in. I think only Leah is observing the whole time. Aaliyah, yeah, Leah's just like doing it all with her eyes. And uh, Luann's calling her out. They're all calling Ramona out. You know, Luann at some point is defending Ramona a little bit because, you know, she gets that Dorinda could be a little vicious, right? Yeah. But by the end of it, they're all hugging on the couch and Elise is on Ramona's lap. So even though Ramona said some terrible things, I think it's kind of shitty if someone goes like, am I one of your close friends? They don't instantly go, yes. I think yeah. it's kind of shitty. Ramona is like, well, I have 50 close friends. That's not an answer. That doesn't answer no. your question of, am I a close friend? It just sounds like gloating. It sounds like she's trying to make you feel envious and it's really arrogant and condescending. And the whole time, Ramona, with all this friends bullshit. Well, I have eight, I have 50 close friends. I have 80 close friends. Early in the episode when she's shopping with Lou, she's like, I just think Dorinda and Sonia are jealous of how many friends I have because I have 80 close friends. And they are jealous that I'm throwing a party because they couldn't throw a party since they don't have any friends who would go to their it's, party. What the fuck? These are supposed to be your friends. And you talk about them crazy. like that? It's crazy. It's crazy to me. I think, that's, I think the problem with Ramona, first of all, is quality over quantity. You don't need 50 close friends to feel like you can, you, you like, I don't know her, her self worth is so low and her confidence is so low that she needs to be surrounded by this many people. It's disgusting. Quality also, you, over quantity. You, you can't have 50 close friends. No, and you can't, but I feel like she's calling people her close friends because she wants to get into this world and she wants to be accepted and be just welcomed with open arms. She's like, well, if these, if I call these ladies, my close, close friends, and this is just a party with my close friends then they'll think that they're special and they're part of this group. Like, and it's just like, it's not going to work like that because these women are seeing right through your lies and it's like, you're so desperate. It's just so sad. You know how they call Ramona the apologizer? 
Yes. They need to call themselves the forgivers because truly all they do is forgive. All Ramona has to do is at some point just like flip that switch and go, yeah, kind of like get those fake misty eyes and then say like, I'm sorry. Like, I I know that was really messed up. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because she always starts defensive and she'll say shit like, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry that's how you feel, which we know is a faux-pology. It's a non-pology. Yeah. Um, but at some point, she flips, and she goes, that was terrible. I'm so terrible. Or like what she said to Bethany, I was a bad person. I'm a bad person. I don't want to be a bad person. Yeah. The moment she does that, they let their guards down. I don't know. That's just what I, it is. I mean, we all have – I mean, we've all had friends. I'm going to say that. I'm not going to say we all have. But we've all had friends that you just kind of are like – they're mean, they're rude, they're shitty, they're arrogant, and you let it slide, and you let it slide, yep. and you let it slide, and it's like, well, they're my friend, you know, like, they're bad, but, like, the good outweighs the bad. But then, like, And there's you, so much history, you're just like... And there's history, uh, but then, okay. but then you have to go. look and see, like, there's better people in your life than that, you know what I mean? There's people who will, you know, take the time and care, and aren't rude or shitty when you go out or like, you know, are nice to waiters or like are nice to you. You know what I mean? And it's like, don't steal your shit. Yeah. Don't steal your shit. Don't call you out and attack you in front of a bar in front of other people who don't, you know, don't dehumanize your employees who, who don't invite you to an event and then ignore you the entire time. Like you don't need to be around these people. And I get that the situation is different because this is a reality show and these women have to be around each other. But like, I, I, if I was Sonia or if I was Dorinda or if I was Luann or, and even Elise, any of these women, take a look at your relationship with Ramona. Is it worth it? As much as we loved, you know, uh, Avery saying, mom, is Elise even worth the energy? Is she worth for you to be talking about? Ladies, take a look at yourself and say, is Ramona worth it? Is she worth the energy? Is she worth it all? Because honestly, the answer is going to be no. And that's the truth. I want to call this the Jax Taylor effect. And Ooh. Yes. And this is when uh, someone um, is sh- so shitty on a reality TV show that the rest of the cast has to put up with them because they're great for the reality TV show. Yes. Yes. In typical non-reality TV circumstances, they would have been excommunicated from the group already. The Jax Taylor effect. Because Jax still, to me, is the shining example, the poster boy of this. He is. He, he's literally the worst. Uh, he's he betrayed everything. his friends in the worst way. Uh, Ramona's not quite as bad as Jax Taylor. Uh, but they're friends. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> this is Jax Taylor effect, though. This is what this is. Jax Taylor, Shep Rose, Ramona Singer... Vicky Gunvalson. Yep. I mean, we can. Uh, there's one in every group. There's one in every group. Um, okay, let's get into the Ramon, or not Ramona, the Luann Sonia situation and fight because it's a to be continued. But we got to say it. We got to talk about it. This now broke my heart. I felt so bad for Sonia. I really did feel bad because two hundred dollars for an appearance in a show is nothing. Nothing. No, it's not even about the money. Okay, that's one thing which I agree well, no. with. But it's demeaning to your friend, right? When Luann said you're worthless, I think up until that point yes. it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was not good. It was bad, but man, that made me feel really, really bad for for Sonia to call someone worthless for your best friend to call you worthless. Just think about what that is. I mean, that's really fucking shitty. 
I mean, it seems like Luann doesn't take Sonia seriously at all. With And the first thing, first and foremost, is by how much she would pay her because that's saying like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, here's 200 bucks for you to come and like hang out. Basically, um, you're worthless. Yeah, you're worthless. It's That's a monetary version of telling you that. Second of all, her sa- physically saying that to her and just like the way she like treats her and uses her as like a prop. Um, I don't know. And it's like, Luann, do you really think you have that much more talent than Sonia? You don't. Like, I think Sonia is more talented than Luann. I'm going to just say that right then and there. Sonia can do so much more than Luann can. Luann can show her leg and do a deep bellow to a man. And like, that's the extent of her talent. Like, let's be real. Like, Luann can't do shit. I At think least Sonia can dance, sing, comedy, act. She had a show in Vegas. Like, you're really, like, that's the thing is, like, Luann thinks she's the first woman to do it all. She's the first woman to get up on the stage and be this person. But let's be real. Sonia did this five years ago. And she did it in addition to the show and, like, wasn't making it her whole thing. Oh, yeah. I think Sonia could do a really good comedic act. She did. She did the the gay guy's sex guide for straight girls or whatever. Remember? She did that whole show. I never saw it. Was it good? I mean, I never saw it either. I mean, I was... But she, like, was in it for a while. She had lines. She had a script. They featured it on the show. Sonya's hilarious. Like, I, I don't doubt yeah. that she could carry a really funny show. Caberlesque. She's done it. She's a performer. I don't think she's worthless. I think she needs to give her credit for her credits due. And I think this is the problem with Sonia. And I think it's a lot of the... I think it's part of the reason she gets so down on herself and has been drinking and stuff is no one takes her seriously. And we've seen it with... I mean, with Tipsy Girl, she kind of felt this way with her cabaretesque with her performances with her ex-husband with um her clothing line it always feels like everyone sells sonia a bit short and i think sonia is so capable and so talented and not worthless and it's all these other women and all these other people in her life are like you know what sonia you're fun but like let's be real you know it, it takes a toll on a person and i think that's that's what made her break down yeah they've always treated her like she's a joke Bethany yeah. never took her clothing line seriously. And to be fair, it wasn't going well for a while. Yeah. But not until she became the Century 21 Lifestyle Chief Lifestyle Officer, CLO. Exactly. But I think Sonia has a lot to offer, obviously. She's hilarious. She's a great part of Roni. So she's an integral part of Roni. That's a huge accomplishment um, itself. Um, I do want to touch on the fact that Dorinda is so funny in these moments because she can be so on your side, so ride or die, but also not as helpful as she thinks she's being because yeah, she's like, I'm going to stand up for you. I'm there for you. I'm a warrior. You're a warrior, right? And like Sonia's crying and shit. And then at some point she's like, you're weak. You're weak. And then she rolls up to Luann and she's like, Luann, how dare you? Shame on you. She's weak over there. And it's like, Sonia's hurting for confidence as it is. Probably not a great time to call her weak as Luann is calling her worthless. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it, it comes from a good place. Yes. Her tact isn't always on point. And it's, it's classic not- Dorinda. I mean... Dorinda with the cake to the face, you know, yes. burning her forehead with candles oh. because she was trying to diffuse a situation. She was trying. I diffuse it in more ways than one. Yes. Diffuse the flames and diffuse the situation. Just another great Dorinda moment. Um, I'm excited to see, though, how this concludes because from the preview, it's kind of hard to tell where this goes because it looks like there's a massive, like, Dorinda Luan 
thing. Yeah, situation going on. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. there's moments where they're like laughing and having fun together. So I, I don't know how that's all cut. I don't know if they make up the the door situation where she like pushes the door and it like comes back. I was like, something's about to go down. These women are getting physical. Physical. That did not look good. And you know, Dorinda bringing up the mugshot again. Oh God! I mean. What's today without a mugshot being brought up in Luann's life? Ooh, yeah, that's not going to go over well. But this was a great episode. So great many stuff. things happened. So much happened. Consistent Roni being consistent. Yes, we mentioned it all. Um, next week, we will be covering, obviously, this next part of this To Be Continued. Berkshire sometimes is a three-part To Be Continued. Who knows how many parts we'll have this year. Um, before we end, I do want to mention Leah's confessional outfit, the pink and yellow one. We can just touch on that and just say, we noticed it. Um, and it was interesting. Um, but if you want to make sure you don't miss a single thing we're talking about, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. We're also on social media. So if you want to follow us, it's at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. We also have been adding some new special episodes to our Patreon. If you want to get on that, we've got a new a uh, segment called the Hot and Robert Hot Seat, where we're going to deep dive, where we did deep dive into the story of Stussy Schroeder and what's been happening in the recent news regarding her. We'll be having another new episode coming out where you're going to deep dive into the Potomac taglines. So you want to check out that. Make sure you guys go to patreon.com slash hot and bravo. That's patreon.com slash H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Also, Armin and I are on social media if you want to follow us too. Armin, how can people find you? Instead, I'm going to do a quick plug, if you don't mind, Eddie. Okay, yeah. Totally. For Holly Shook, I oh, think yeah. it's a podcast that our listeners uh, here on Hot and Bravo would enjoy. Uh, it's a podcast where uh, I talk celebrity scandal with Ryan Alkire. Ryan has been on this podcast talking Vanderpump Rules. Um, it's a lot of fun. So uh, look for the Holly Shook podcast. It's on every single platform. Uh that Hot and Bravo is on, you know, the Spotify's, the SoundClouds, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It's on everything. You can also follow Holly Shook at uh, Holly Shook Pod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So check that out if you want to listen to us talk um, celebrity scandals, both current and historic. They're great and they're super, super funny. Like, you guys need to oh, check it out. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, and, and if you want to check me out, because I'm super cool and funny also. <laughs> Um, It's at Eddie underscore Estrada on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see y'all next time.